Superhumans! We're back, and it's the 100th episode of the Decoding Superhuman podcast. Before I go any further, let's just say that the show notes are going to be at decodingsuperhuman.com slash 100. That's the numerical way of spelling it, 100. I didn't want to forget that, so let's continue on with the exciting, oh-so-grateful episode that we call the 100th episode of the Decoding Superhuman podcast. And as I mentioned just there, there's an outpouring of gratitude right now, so much so that it's probably influencing how I speak. So I apologize if I speak in tongues today. But let's talk a little bit about the 100th episode. And I'm going to get to that element of gratitude in a moment. But this has been an incredible journey we've been on together so far. Let's take a look at who we've interviewed. And just recalling that the purpose of this podcast is to elevate the human experience, but also look at the domains and subdomains of performance and really glean tactics, tools, and technologies that you can use in your everyday life to become more superhuman. So looking at some of those domains, who have I had the pleasure of talking to? Well, look at the domain of exercise. We spoke to Wolfgang Unsold, who's the Olympic trainer or strength trainer for the German Olympic speed skating team, as well as numerous MMA fighters, bodybuilders, and a person that I like to call a friend. Marcus Philly is a multi-time participant in the CrossFit Games, as well as an all-around great athlete, not surprising there, founder of the Awakening Training Series, which I enjoyed quite a bit, and just a great guy. In the domain of nutrition, we've explored the ketogenic diet in detail, speaking to the likes of Christy Vlad, Frank Yosa, Simland, and numerous others, including Jimmy Moore. And just because we're talking about the ketogenic diet and the ketogenic diet evoked a certain level of reaction among the vegan community, we had on Dr. Will Cole. Dr. Cole, who authored the book Ketotarian, outlined a few different ways that vegetarians and vegans alike could follow a ketogenic diet. Dr. Cole is now doing some great work with Gwyneth Paltrow and the Goop crew, but I'm sure you'll enjoy those episodes if you go back into the archives of the podcast. We also looked at the domain of resilience. And resilience is a a fascinating subject for me and something that I wasn't focused on for a long time, but now is clear in the target for me. And we had people like Dr. Michael Hamilton, who's co-founder of Appear on Zoe Inc., and Patrick McCown, whose book, The Oxygen Advantage, has a tremendous influence on me, but also is my go-to resource for all things breathing. And finally, the most downloaded episode of the Decoding Superhuman podcast was Sovereignty with Jordan Greenhall. And that is a state which I seek to be in at all times. And what it requires is resilience. But with the 100th episode, I mentioned that there's an outpouring of gratitude. So let's get into some of that now, shall we? A few thank yous. First, to Satu. When Satu joined the podcast, we were able to have a shorter Saturday episode, which is a much more condensed and actionable episode for you guys to really get key takeaways on how to perform better in 20 minutes or less. This podcast wouldn't be possible, really, without our editors. I have a lot of time constraints, and so our editors take 
a lot of that weighed off of my shoulders. And I have to thank Lena Hallam for doing the bulk of the editing of the podcast to where it got now, for also establishing our YouTube channel. I also want to thank Roy Matz, who is our current editor, and he's just an a extremely talented R&B and hip-hop producer with some amazing dope beats. In fact, you're going to hear them in our new introduction once that goes live. And I think a final debt of gratitude goes to you, the listener. And this is the largest debt of gratitude. My joy comes from having smart conversations with smart people. And this podcast has brought a lot of joy to my world. But when I get feedback, a response, just somebody saying that this podcast matters in their everyday life, it increases that joy exponentially. And I want to thank you guys for listening. And now that you've listened to 100 episodes of the Decoding Superhuman podcast, let's talk about the future because the future is exciting. We're still going to stay in this domain of, well, my personal obsession of elevating the human experience and looking at different domains and subdomains of performance. But there are some new things to come. We have a new website coming out and hopefully it'll be done by the time this podcast is released, maybe a little bit later. Let's see how it goes. We have some new intro music. Roy is producing that one and you're going to love it. And then we're going to have guests from all different subdomains of performance. We're going to continue delivering high quality content with expert interviews and also those shorter episodes on a Saturday so that you can get your more condensed performance doses on a weekly basis. And the one thing that we're going to announce at the end of the show is a little bit of a competition or contest, if you will. It's a giveaway. And so stay tuned to the end of this and I'll give you the details and you're going to like the prize. But let's talk about how I got started in the podcast. The podcast, as the new intro really describe, is an exploration into an obsession with elevating the human experience. From my perspective, I may only have one life and I want to live that life to the absolute fullest, living at my absolute best consistently on a day-to-day basis. And the podcast allows me to fulfill a desire. I put an extremely high value on speaking to smart people doing amazing things in the world. I get an energy from speaking to these people that I just can't explain. I walk out of this room and my girlfriend says, wow, you know, something changed about your demeanor. And the podcast allows me to do that. For whatever reason, when I email somebody and say, hey, would you like to come on the podcast? I'd love to talk to you about X. The answer more often than not is yes. And I'm grateful for you, the listener, for enabling these people to come on the podcast and explain their genius. One of the interesting effects of the podcast has been my buildup of books from various podcast guests as well as their recommendations. And Amazon has certainly made a decent amount of revenue from me over the past couple of years as this podcast has come out because one of the things that I like to do or see as a theme in my life is standing on the shoulder of giants. And so when these guests come on in a particular domain and recommend something, I'll usually buy the book. And so Amazon Prime has become quite worth it for me. But now let's take a step back in terms of how I got really living in Europe, because this is a question that comes a lot. I live in Amsterdam. I'm American. I've lived in quite a number of places around the world, traveled to over 50 countries, approaching 60 now. And so how did I settle on Amsterdam? Or really, how did I settle on working in this field or domain of performance in general? And 
since I'm coming up on my third year in Amsterdam, I've spent a lot of time reflecting on this. I moved here initially as a desire to live in Europe. For those of you who know my background, I worked in finance for almost 10 years. At one point, traveling several hundred thousand miles a year on various planes across the world, going to the U.S. from Singapore five times a year, Europe from Singapore 12 times a year, and just generally changing time zones multiple times a week. From the age of 18 to 30, I really slept four to six hours a night. It was rare that I ever heard of a concept of eight hours a night. In fact, I thought it was a waste of time. And before it was actually called biohacking, I knew that health was a way to optimize my performance. In fact, from the age of 22 to 30, I spent, well, several, well over $100,000, several hundred thousand dollars actually, on that optimization aspect of it. And usually this was ordering tests that the likes of Tim Ferriss and others recommended, but also monitoring kind of esoteric biomarkers as well as standard biomarkers like cholesterol. And finally, for my 30th birthday, I met a doctor in Singapore who kind of was on the same wavelength as me, meaning that he knew exactly what I was looking for, and we ordered what I call the kitchen sink of tests. That kitchen sink of tests came back with a calcium score, which was positive. For those of you who know anything about a calcium score being positive, at the age of 30, I was in a 95 percentile of risk. This is a relative, relative risk, not absolute risk for my age. A series of comedic events actually led me to getting an angiogram a few days later, of which I was told that I had a cardiovascular disease. And so leaving Singapore and moving to Europe was really a desire to, you know, let's call it what it is, unfuck myself. And as I began to do this, I sought a different path. And I began to talk to experts all around the world in places like Singapore, uh, the United States, Europe, etc. And what I began to learn was that performance itself is a very complex system. It has different elements. And all of these elements, if you optimize them, you can elevate the system as a whole. These elements included things like nutrition, movement, sleep, environment, behavior, genetics, and stress. And as I began to speak to experts in varying domains or varying amounts of these domains, I began to implement the recommendations and began to perform better. Not only did I halt the progression of this particular situation, but I began to perform better both physically and mentally. And those conversations were something I wanted to capture for people. Those are conversations that I wanted to have on a weekly basis on how to elevate my performance. Because going back to the idea of elevating the human experience, and if I believe I only have one life, I want to make the most of it. And so the podcast was birthed with the idea of really just having those conversations and sharing them with the world. And what have I got out of this podcast? Because if you host a podcast, it's very interesting. People always say, oh, what's that like? How do you do it? You know, I don't necessarily like being in front of a microphone. But one of the other questions that you get is, what have you learned from it? And let me share just a few of them with you right now, because to say I haven't learned anything from this podcast is completely false. You know, every episode I'm learning numerous things that I action in my everyday life. And if you look at my life now from my life when I started the podcast, it's very different. My habits are very different. How I perform and show up in life is very different. And it's all for the better. But some of the key takeaways... 
Let's talk about genetics first, because genetics, as you may have heard, is something I've spent a lot of time on, a lot of time studying. And initially, that was an interest that came out of 23andMe. So I got a 23andMe numerous years ago before it became very popular. And the results that came back were unremarkable, to say the least. It told me that I was European. Now, what was interesting was, is there began to be sites like Prometheus and others that would pop up and allow you to use this data to find out more information about yourself. And I, coming from a background uh, in data, enjoyed that experience. And so I plugged into Prometheus at first and began some of, somewhat of a self-study in genetics. But then I had a conversation with a person, and that person met me on a Saturday morning for coffee at his office in Asheville, North Carolina, and we started geeking out about genetics, started geeking out about biohacking and optimizing performance, et cetera. And I began to see that this person knew a hell of a lot more than me in the field of genetics, and I wanted to learn from them. That person was Dr. Daniel Stickler. And over the past couple of years, he's taught me more than, I would go as far to say, any other individual in the field of genetics. And I appreciate everything that he's taught me and really taking my genetics, overlaying it with my current life and comparing and seeing where there's opportunities, but also ways that I've actually captured the opportunity already has been greatly beneficial. My nutrition has changed. My sleep has done a 180. I can't tell you. It's very few times in the past year that I've seen midnight. My performance as a result has gotten better. So Dr. Stickler, if you're listening to this, thank you. The next one would be sleep and resilience. I guess those are two different ones, but I'll explore both individually now. Sleep. The first episode of the podcast was on sleep. That's how important sleep has become to me over the past couple of years. As I mentioned before, exploring sleep for me was more one of, I only got it just because I had to. I didn't really feel the need to invest in it. And that word invest is what has changed. Sleep is no longer something that I hated doing. I said before, you know, four to six hours a night was what I averaged from 18 to 30. That's 12 years. I now look at investing in sleep. I now enjoy waking up in the morning and feeling well rested. And so Dr. Smar and others have contributed to that feeling, that desire to invest in my own sleep. Resilience. Resilience was a word I didn't really know, but to say that you can avoid stress in this life is kind of a misnomer. Even if you're a person who's living on an island, there's day-to-day stresses, there's things that may happen, but you have the ability to control how you react to those things happening. And you can use stress as a tool to perform better. That's the concept of resilience. And if you want just specific episodes to go into here to really start to develop your resilience, you know, going back as far as to my episode with Janet way back in, in the day, talking about coherence as well as uh, quick coherence, breathing from heart math, looking at Patrick McCowan and the work that he's done along the lines of how to breathe properly. And of course, one of the most entertaining presenters I've ever met, Casper Vandermulen, explores not only the Wim Hof method, but other methods as well uh, that have become my substitute for a sleeping pill, things like 478 breathing. And last but not least, at least the ones that I'm going to cover now, uh, is quantification. 
Now, there was an article published on me last year in the AD here in the Netherlands, which is the Netherlands' second largest newspaper, about my desire to quantify myself. And I think there's a little bit of a misperception, if you will, on quantification and self-quantification. I do not strap myself to numerous devices all day long and walk around like I have a dialysis machine attached to me. Now, a lot of this is passive quantification, but the idea of quantification itself has changed my life. And what's been interesting about the past three years since leaving banking is I've had coffees, attended conferences with the likes of Gary Wolf, who's the co-founder of the Quantified Self Institute. I had the chance to meet, hang out with, interview, uh, spend a lot of time with, and just learn from Bob Troya, who's also known as Quantified Bob. And of course, we'd have guys like Chuck Hazard on the show, who's Chuck, if you are listening to this, I will just call you what you are, which is a futurist. And learning from these people has been an absolute pleasure. And what you actually find in Bill Gates, I think, captured this better than even Peter Drucker or Lord Byron or whomever said what gets measured gets managed. Uh, Bill Gates said, I've been struck by how important measurement is to improving the human condition. And I say without a doubt that whenever I want to improve something, I need to establish a metric for it. And when I establish that metric, my chances of improving are exponentially higher. So self-quantification is far and away what has improved my life the most over the past couple of years. So let's talk a little bit about this competition because some of you have listened to this podcast up until this point and you just want to hear about the competition. Well, I delay no further. Decoding Superhuman is giving away a free genetics test and interpretation. I've already alluded to how important genetics has been in my life optimization. It allows me to sign a probability to my diet, whereas before we were really just guessing. So I've now cultivated a genetics-driven diet. It's allowed me to notice that I am a morning person and have an extreme morning chronotype. It's allowed me to fix or modify, enhance, choose your word, certain elements of my phase one and phase two detoxification systems. And I find it to be absolutely profound what you can learn from the genetics test. So we're giving away a genetics test and the interpretation. And what do you need to do? You need to head over to iTunes and give the podcast a five-star rating. In the comment box, leave some love. Let us know how to find you, that kind of thing. Then I want you to go over to decodingsuperhuman.com slash giveaway and register for the competition. That will work either on the old website or the new website. It doesn't matter. We will track all of it. There you'll be asked for an email so we can reach you and your first name. And what do you get? if you win this competition. And we're going to give away one, but think about this contest, this giveaway is something that we're going to repeat in the future. But what do you get? First, we're going to deliver the cotton swab DNA test to your door. For those who are concerned about privacy, our provider or sequencer, if you will, aside from having an extreme emphasis on accuracy, also puts a strong emphasis on privacy. Once you send that back to the lab, you're going to get your results in two to four weeks. Then you'll get an hour with me to speak about your nutrition, supplementation, and sleep genetics. 
And finally, you'll get a near 50-page PDF with all of this information customized to you and actionable recommendations, which I personally will walk you through. The total value of this is near $1,000, and the results of which will be announced on LinkedIn on our other social media channels later on at the end of August. You'll also get an email notification as well. But that's a wrap on our 100th episode of the Decoding Superhuman podcast. This has been a pleasure. It's been a little bit interesting speaking with myself for the past 22, 23 minutes. But I hope you enjoyed the episode. I would love your feedback as always. Podcast at decodingsuperhuman.com. Don't forget to sign up for the competition, decodingsuperhuman.com slash giveaway. And of course, a debt of gratitude to you guys. I love you all for listening. This podcast provides me a lot of joy, gives me a lot of fulfillment, and I wouldn't do it without you and your feedback. So thank you so much for listening and have an absolutely epic day.